Welcome to Your Personal Podcast, for those that want more out of life. I'm Martin Hasey. I have an MBA. I'm an entrepreneur, educator, CEO, and a former Lord Mayor. And we are here in episode two of Your Personal Podcast, unscripted, raw for you to listen and to learn. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Mim Romeo, corporate retailer, business coach and mentor, executive advisor, and community leader. Mim, welcome. Great to be back. And uh, before we start on episode two, I'd just like to thank all our listeners from around the world that took the time to tune in last week. We had some feedback from people in America, Israel, Zurich, Singapore, Australia. It was just amazing. And we really appreciate your feedback to when you listen to our podcast. So thank you. And I hope you enjoy today's session as well. And we're all about continuous improvement. So we love this feedback, Mim. Today, we move on now to a separate topic. Episode one was all about mentoring and mentorship. And if you haven't heard episode one of season 2023, we do encourage you to have a listen. But we're now here to chat about episode two. And what is the topic of episode two? Episode two is about changing one's life. It's about reinventing oneself which in essence is about change. And change comes with challenges. Challenges can bring some real interesting perspectives in life. And through challenges comes growth. And what does growth do, Martin? It brings opportunities. Opportunities for us to get better at what we do and to get more out of life. So for our podcast listeners, Mim, we're going to have a chat about change and reinvention and what is it. We're going to talk about what steps can I practically take in order to affect change in my life? And we're going to have a talk about the rewards of change and reinvention because they are very tangible. But it is a topic, Mim, that can be a little bit daunting for lots of us. You know, no one's excluded from being a bit daunted by change. But this is where the growth happens. And I will share from the outset, Mim, that recently I was invited by a Chancellor of a university to come and deliver a keynote address to a group of graduates. And there are about 900 people in this very grand hall. And I chose the topic of change and reinvention. And when I had all the graduates in front of me, I encouraged everyone to draw a visual analogy of standing on a beach with a stick and drawing a big circle around you and to consider that circle your own personal circle of comfort and then to step beyond that circle. Is that when they left the building? (laughs) (laughs) No, don't be offended. But if I was sitting there and you said step out, I'd be going outside. (laughs) Well, see, there was a very good reason as to why you weren't invited. (laughs) I'm glad you find this so hysterically amusing. But, of course... Your personal podcast is all about not your banter and humour. It is all about helping and supporting others become the very best individual they would become. So myself, in very good intent, was attempting to do that with 900 students who stayed in the room, thankfully. I want to know, did they call you back? (laughs) You keep going. I'm really – honestly, I'd like the example. I know you would. I know you would. I'm just Googling as to where I can find another co-host. The visual analogy – let's get back on point. The visual analogy here was that 
when you step beyond your personal circle of comfort, that's where the magic happens. That's where the growth happens. If you don't step beyond your comfort zone, in fact, you won't grow. So what I want to unpack with our listeners, Mim, is that there are two types. Companies and corporations, they reinvent all the time. And in many ways, if companies don't reinvent, they don't last. They often go broke. If individuals don't reinvent, they don't reach their individual potential. And I think possibly that's worse. You're right. Uh, I look at uh, my life. The biggest change that happened in my life, I went from being a follower to being a leader. And that happened many, many years ago. That's a huge change in my life because as a uh, son of an immigrant coming from a different country, not knowing the land, the language, and, uh, you know, starting to, you know, struggling to, to to get through life, you know, yes, was I educated, I went to school, but I was never given that opportunity or understanding that you could be a leader. So, you know, I just went along with just being a follower. You know, all the jobs I took, I followed the instructions. But what I realized early in life is that there was something different about me that others saw, something that people highlighted to me that they felt I could influence others for the better. I can see that you're getting very passionate about this and I love it. So you, as you have come along your journey, you've worked in a number of industries before which time you've established yourself as a very much in-demand coach, advisor, and now, of course, podcaster with your personal podcast. What's the common thread that has run through your experience in each of these industries that now brings you to this table with strong credentials? The industries I have been affiliated with over time is the manufacturing corporate retailing sector, hospitality, construction, the education industry, health and care industry, and the community programs. Now, what in every every industry I was in, what I walked away with was being inspired by the fact that I was able to contribute to those industries, but more importantly, the things I learned. The things I learned from those people with experience, with knowledge, with a willingness to share what they had and give it to me. It really instilled in me an understanding that as I was growing as an individual, as I was growing from being a follower to a leader, I understood the importance of sharing our knowledge and understanding with others to give them the hope, the understanding that change is not easy, but change is really worth pursuing. So what's the proof? What's the evidence when someone has moved from being a follower to a leader? What's the evidence? The evidence for me was that my communication started to influence people's behaviours daily. I could see the change in people. I could see that people were starting to believe in themselves. I could see that I was influencing people from that positive perspective, that there was nothing that they couldn't overcome, that there's nothing that we couldn't achieve. We just needed to have a mindset to embrace change and to say, how do we bring this into our lives, whether it's our personal life or our career, and how do we make it work for us? So the evidence is actually not the leader. The evidence is the leader's team. Yeah, it's the, it's the evidence of what you're doing. 
You know, sometimes I could sit here and say to you, I'm a great coach, I'm a great mentor. But you might say to me, show me. Who have you mentored? Who have you coached? Who have you trained? What's the evidence? Now, if there's nothing behind me, then it's all words. So I'm a strong believer of providing the evidence, the tangible evidence, to say what I'm telling you, I'm living. Let's share with our listeners some examples of why we sometimes need to change and reinvent or sometimes why we'd like to change and reinvent. And I was thinking this through. We change, we want to change because we're unhappy sometimes. Sometimes we're restless. Sometimes we're just looking for an opportunity, so change and reinvention driven by opportunity. Maybe it's a stage of life. But sometimes external forces disrupt us. It could be technology, it could be a relocation, it could be a natural disaster, it could be a whole multitude of things where we've got to actually move. We've got to move city, state, province, country. We've got to start again. So we're forced to reinvent ourselves. That can be confronting. There's got to be a process associated with reinvention and, and change, doesn't there? Well, we, we, we want to share a framework with our listeners so they can kind of get an appreciation of this, that it's not random. There is actually a process. It's like building a house. You've got to put down some foundations. You're right. There's four stages around change. You know, the first stage is really about, you know, you get to a point you say, I don't know the rules or the principles around change. What does it mean? How does it work? The second stage, you get to a point of saying, I I start to understand the strategy. I'm starting to become aware of how to apply this change effectively to my life. You get to a third stage. The third stage is about, I'm applying this change to my life, but it's difficult. It's really challenging and difficult. But when we get to stage four after a period of time, we find that change is happening like second nature and success is following us. We love talking about principles, don't we, with your personal podcast. So let's focus on that first bit, the rules, the principles. Reinvention starts with you. It's something we as individuals need to take accountability for. You were sharing with me the other day that if you're in an organisation and you're not happy with the organisation and you want to change, you want to reinvent, it's not the organisation that needs to change. Who is it? It's me. You know, if you want change, you want to see change, you have to be the change. You have to show the way. Don't wait for others to show the way. If you have a better understanding, then be the change. Second one, reinvention and leadership are linked. Do you agree with that comment? Absolutely. Why? Leadership leadership is all about influencing change. So if you're a strong leader, you're going to influence everyone that you're going to communicate to. What? You're going to strengthen them, encourage them, give them the understanding of what change can do in their lives and the organisation because we want to all be successful and if we can help contribute to that success, we're going to go away far greater than we did before. Before this podcast, you and I were looking at some artificial intelligence platforms. Is technology a a friend or is it a foe? We need to embrace technology. We need to understand that technology and mankind can seamlessly engage together to grow together. So we need to be able to understand that not to fear technology, it's not going to take away our opportunities in life. But if we embrace it, it's going to strengthen our opportunities. Why? 
because everything in life we need to progress with. What we do yesterday is not going to be as good tomorrow. So we need to always have that view to say, how do we change? How do we embrace change? And what does it mean for our lives? Mim, I'm loving this. Energy levels are up and I hope your energy levels are up too. Let's have a look at change and reinvention when it comes to those around us. So we may have individually committed to the fact that we want to chart a different path and we might want to skill ourselves, educate ourselves. We're committed. We're going to take action. Every day we're going to take action towards becoming the very best version of ourselves. That's what your personal podcast is all about. But what happens when those around us might either feel a little bit uncomfortable, they might feel excited, but they might feel a little bit uncomfortable, the fact that you're changing. How do you deal with that? It is unique in terms of approaching that subject. Because why? Because as you said, I can give examples of my life. When I started to change my attitude in terms of what I wanted to achieve in life and what I believe I could achieve, I knew that the friends that I had at that stage family that I love, I had in the back of my mind, how does this affect my relationship? And one thing I made sure I did, that even in the pursuit of change, even in the pursuit of better life, happiness, I still valued those friendships and family. And I was never going to be put in a position where I made them to feel any less adequate, uh, any less value than they were before than they are now. Now, what would I try to do is influence their potential of what they could achieve in life. Now, whether they took that on or not, I still valued them, I still respected them, and I still engaged with them. But one thing was for certain in my mind, that my pursuit for change in my life was not going to stop. Change and your purpose are linked. So, you know, We don't change for no reason. We don't reinvent for no reason. We change and reinvent because it gets us one step closer towards fulfilling our purpose. So it's really important. This is our early podcast topics in your personal podcast. We are laying your foundations. We're going to get into some really interesting topics over the months and over the years, but not yet. This is bedrock. This is where we are helping you lay the strongest foundations so that you become the very best version of yourself. Reinvention doesn't just apply to individuals. Let's look at companies. Look at companies like Netflix and Blockbuster. Good analogy. We both know those brands. Netflix started as a company which sent out by post DVDs to a growing customer base. Blockbuster was a company that was renting them principally through shopfronts. Now, the story of these two companies could not be more different, could it? Netflix, household name, digitised, operating off a platform. Companies get it, and we look at companies as they reinvent themselves, and we say, oh, yeah, well, they do that. That's business. They're doing that because they're chasing a new market. Well, they're reinventing. It's so important that we draw the analogies from how companies reinvent and change and how we do it for our own personal lives. Look at the example today with technology. When we talk about corporate corporate retailers, online sales have certainly impacted that industry. Now, if I was looking at some innovation and some change and to incorporate technology 
with the bricks and mortar stores. One of the examples I would have looked at is turning those stores into stores to embrace technology. And what I mean by that, imagine having our retail stores as hologram stores where customers would just walk in and they would see a hologram of themselves and you could pick whatever outfit and just put it on the hologram. And then there'd be warehousing ready to ship those products directly to the consumer's homes. I'm saying, just as an example, I would look at change and embrace it and say, wow, look at this technology. We're talking about online sales. This is the future. But how do we incorporate that, still keep the human element? And the human element in the stores would be that you'd still need someone to show you those styles of fashion. You'd still need someone to walk you through the features and benefits of those products. All it is is we're doing it differently rather than saying one's going to win and the other loses. We both came out of the retail industry. We both worked in the fashion industry. I started and built an 18-store retail chain around Australia. And I must say, I was fascinated by this stuff. I was fascinated to the point where I was probably, and I mean this in a very positive sense, mildly paranoid about reinvention and change. When you work in... FMCG, fast-moving consumer goods, those types of really fast-paced industries, you've got to be very adaptive. You've got to be able to embrace new trends, new technologies, new fashions, new styles, new merchandising, new everything. And I look back at that and I thought, wow, this has really helped me become who I am today because I took a lot of those retail principles into Everything I did after that, which was being an advocate, whereby I was actually advocating on behalf of 700 retailers and 300 businesses in a downtown municipal city precinct, then into public life where I was elected by the people of my city to represent them as their Lord Mayor. Huge change, huge reinvention, but a common thread of consistency, which I really relied upon, which was communication, people, relationships and being totally transparent and actually occasionally vulnerable because nobody's got all the answers, but we put our best foot forward. And I think that resonates with people. Authenticity is the word I'm looking for. Very good, very good. That's a great explanation. You know, we look at change from sometimes a perspective of that it's, it's too hard. I don't want to change. The example I'll give when I went from being a follower to a leader, I needed to understand that I needed to step up, take more responsibility, more accountability. I needed to understand that if I wanted to become a leader, what was going to stand me apart from everyone else? And my focus was on helping others. My focus was on getting results. I'll give you an example. A simple example is I was in a retail store and I was managing a group of 30 people. We had some new products that had come in some real exotic products. It was a shaving brush, $500 for a shaving brush. For those guys who who use the traditional shaving method with shaving brush and a soap, this thing was $500. Most of the sales team thought it would never sell, impossible to sell. I was aspiring to be this, this leader that could inspire change, inspire people's mindset. So I said to the team, leave it with me, I'll sell it. Next person that happened to come into the counter was looking for a shaving soap brush, a uh, shaving soap, sorry. It was about $2. And I just said to the individual, you need to have a you need to try this this shaving brush we've got from Germany. Got him to try it, he rubbed it against his face. 
He says, I've got to have it. He says, whatever, I've got to have it. This is, I've never seen anything like it. It was unique, one of a kind in Australia. And I said, not a problem. How would you like to pay for that? And he paid $2 for the soap and $500 for the brush. From that point on, the team I had were inspired by saying, wow, we never thought that could happen. But here's someone who showed us with a different approach, with a change mentality, we can achieve results we never thought we could. We presuppose how people translate value. I have a very similar story. When I had my first little retail business, I put a $2,500 leather jacket in the window. And I thought, gosh, that was a little bit kind of out of my pay grade. And it sold in a week. A guy walked in and said, i got to have it. I said, it's the only one in Australia that I can think of. He said, i got to have it. Scarcity. He just jumped on it, loved it. He still got it. We sometimes presuppose how others perceive value. I think this strikes to the heart of reinvention and change. Don't presuppose how people determine value because we actually determine it differently, don't we? That's right. Price and value are two different things. I'll give you an example. You know, in a certain uh, precinct of, uh, of a city mall, there was a billion dollars being spent every year from the consumer. And there were retailers in that vicinity that were struggling with sales. And they just didn't know what to do. They said, we need more people to come through to the CBD. And I said, how much of that $1 billion do you have? And they looked at it and they said, very little. I said, so you don't need more people. You need to have a different mindset and start to change the way you do business to be able to get more of the pie, in a sense, in your, in your business. So let's do things better. Let's look at change, not from a perspective of thinking that what we're doing is perfect, but if we're not getting the result, let's change and change that. So don't externalise, internalise, be the change that you want to become. That's, right. That's what you're saying. I want to move on to education. So education transforms lives in so many ways. And you've spoken on this podcast and previous podcasts about the relationship between education and practical. Now, after you shamelessly mocked me about my little discussion with the <laughs> university graduates. I apologise um, those university graduates as well because they had to sit through your conversation. Can't believe it. I thought you were going to apologise to me. How naive I was. Don't worry, I'll get you back. Now, let's get back to point. Let's talk about education. You can have formal education. You can re-equip yourself with a degree, with an honours degree, with a doctorate, with a certificate. You can do it informally through workshops and training and coaching and mentoring in many, many ways. What is the relationship between transformation, reinvention, change, and education, lifelong learning. That's what I want you to talk about. Lifelong learning is really, really, it's having an understanding of this, that theory by itself is not going to work. Practicality by itself is not going to get as much as you need. You need to be able to combine those two and understand theory and practical needs to come together like a hand with a glove. So what you'll find is through the educational system, we need to incorporate change in how we provide that learning style. There's three types or four types of learning styles. People learn through the practicality. People learn through the theory. People learn through the written, writing. People learn through audio. 
What I'm saying is if we want people to embrace change and we want them to get better at what they do, let's provide them with the right learning styles that they can improve their life. They can get better at what they do. They can start to contribute to society at a greater level that they really truly desire, but they've been held back because some of the resources or the opportunities have been made too difficult for people to change and they feel that they just don't have the ability to get to where they want to go. So I'm going to make a somewhat provoking statement, which I'm going to invite you to appraise. If you don't embrace change, if you do not start thinking about reinvention, you in all probability will not reach your own individual potential. And in doing that, you will let yourself down, you let your family down, you let your friends down, your co-workers down, your company down, and your community down. In, in that statement, yeah, there's a lot of truth in that statement. But what I would like you to, to know from my perspective, that the only person that's the most important in that equation is myself. If I have the opportunity to do better, if I have the opportunity to improve what I'm doing, if I have the opportunity to change people's lives... For the better, ethically. Better, ethically, morally, and I choose not to, yep, there's going to be other people that are going to be disappointed, but more so... The disappointment is within me knowing that I could have done better, knowing that I could have changed people's lives and knowing that I could have impacted society from a positive perspective. So I always say to myself, don't be so focused on everyone else, even though that's my heart to help. But I need to look in the mirror and say, firstly, like what I see. And secondly, say, how am I going to achieve what really is what really that I want to do? You know, I've got so much so much aspirations in life that if I don't do anything about it myself, I can't expect others to help me. I really hope this is worth connecting with everyone, this conversation. Mim, I have a guiding principle of life. I've done many things. I have a Masters of Business Administration. I've been the Lord Mayor of a city. I've built businesses. I've sold businesses. I've advocated to all levels of government. I've travelled widely. I have a little saying. And I say it to myself very often. When I'm sitting in my rocking chair, I'm never going to say to myself, I wish I had. That motivates me. It actually spurs me to action. So by the time I've kind of done my journey is that I don't want to have any regrets. I don't want to feel that I haven't contributed enough. I don't want to feel like I haven't realised my own potential, and this strikes to the heart of this topic we're talking about today, change and reinvention, do you have a guiding principle, like a sentence or a word, that you live your life by? Absolutely. If I'm looking for change and if I want change, my view is I become the change. That's what I live by. I become the change. Yep. Have I been educated? Absolutely. Have I done the practical? Absolutely. But what drives me more is that if I become the change, it's going to help others around me get better at what they do as well. Love it. One of our listeners has asked us to be really practical. So if we look at a takeout as we move towards a sum up on today's discussion, episode two, season 2023, where we're talking about change and reinvention, what is the first step 
because this can be daunting. I totally appreciate that. So do you. What's the first step? First step is firstly acknowledging where you are today. You have to acknowledge where you are today. Whether it's in work, whether it's in life, whatever the case is, you have to acknowledge that. Then once you've acknowledged that, then you've got to ask yourself, how are you going to change for the better? How are you going to make a difference in your life which will impact others? So we can't be self-centred. We need to understand that we need to move forward. But in moving forward, our focus is on helping others. One of the things I'll give you an example with, with myself in change, when I'm dealing with people, I give everyone a right of reply. Where in my early days, I used to jump to a lot of conclusions, but I made a change, a purpose change in my approach to say everyone has a right of reply. No matter what the circumstantial evidence is, I will give everyone the right of reply to be able to give their side of the story before any decisions made. That was a huge change for me. Why? Because my nature was to look at some facts and then just make a determination. But that's not leadership. That's not influential leadership. That's not aspiring any inspiring anyone. Why? Because we can all make assumptions. We can all think that we have the answer. But a strong leader will give people always the opportunity to reply. I think it's so deep that you actually made a very conscious, purposeful decision to move from being a follower to a leader. As we close out, I'm going to really encourage everyone that change and reinvention are actually your tools of trade for you to fulfil your purpose in this life. That's how important this topic is. You can see and you can hear, more particularly, the passion that we have for this topic. It is a skill, and like many skills, you can master it. So we hope today, because we could talk with you for hours, we could sit with you for days on this topic, as we will be in the future when we unpack other topics, but this one is your foundation stone. This is one of these skills that we've all got to learn in order to fulfil our purpose. So I'm going to say thank you to our listeners from many countries around the world. Just before we close, Martin, I just want to close with this as well. Change has no age barrier. Doesn't need to be a certain age or can't change anymore. You could be the youngest person or the oldest person in your eyes, but change is there for all of us. We have the ability to change and to make our lives better. Do not be influenced or or structured in a point that you think, no, it's too late, I can't do this anymore. There are ways to change, there are opportunities to change, but one thing you always keep in mind, as I have in my life, is if I want change, I become the change. If you're restless, if you're unhappy, if change is being thrust upon you, if you're looking to capitalise on a new opportunity, irrespective of your age, as members just shared, take action. Re-listen to this podcast, read widely, talk to your mentor, start mapping out a plan for you to change for the better. Thank you for listening to episode two of your personal podcast. And my personal thank you as well to all our listeners. Have a wonderful day and we look forward to talking with you next week.